first one it's not even coming out till February so I have till then and and it's only 45 minutes uh, I don't know actually I don't think we've set a length huh. for some reason I thought you mentioned about 45 minutes that's probably all I get. I don't because uh, I'm not allowed to play music unless I buy the rights to it which I'll probably look into yeah or I could just cover all the Soundgarden or Soundgarden shit Silverchair I could <laughs> I could cover a bunch of their songs, and then it's just me doing them, and then I don't have to pay royalties. That's it. As long as it's you singing, it's fine. Or just do that uh, thing where you make it sound just like it, but a little different. Yeah. <laughs> I've been looking this up online. They're brilliant. There's, there's this one band, I forget what they're called, but there's, every song is exactly like an ACDC song, but they'll be off by like one chord. <laughs> Just enough. Instead of da da da, it's da da da. Yeah, exactly. Da, da. Every story starts <laughs> the same way. I'll just do it until Sunday. And now I don't even know why. Cool. Hi there. <laughs> Happy whatever. Wednesday. It's October 23rd, 2019. And I'm Eric. Talking at you as always from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where whenever somebody starts a sentence with, it's always been my understanding, everything they're about to say is 100% bullshit. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> from my understanding, that's yeah, the truth. From my understanding, <laughs> it's always been my understanding that that's very true. Um, sorry, guys. I'm really tired tonight. I don't know what the hell's going on. I did not sleep well, and then I had an exhausting day um, getting things all set up. But hi. Welcome. Uh, hi, hi everybody. Hello. Uh, little disappointed that I still have yet to receive the $25 email. I've been checking all day. Nobody's going for it. I don't understand. It's free money, you fucking idiots. Come on. Literally the easiest money in the world. Like, literally, this is easier than having to look down and pick it up. You aren't doing what you're doing. You just, 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 you're on your phone, you're on your computer, just, just lean over and Eric at ericandgord.com. Hey, fuckers, love the show. Listen to it occasionally, every just, night. Just Once don't be a dick. Yeah, just don't be a dick. That's his- is that the problem? Are all of our listeners dicks and they're all like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? That could be it. How about this? Fake it. Fake it. For Pretend one, you're one at your email. mother's house. I've added a new email address that you can email <laughs> us on. So now you have four <laughs> options to send in your email and get 25 bucks. It's eric at ericgord.com, gord at ericgord.com, or you can email us. You get bonus points for emailing us at timcookhasgenitalwarts at gmail.com. <laughs> or I've added the new I can prove Tim Cook has genital awards at outlook.com <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
I can prove. And by the way, uh, if you notice, Gord, that's the email address that this account was started with. I don't know if that comes up on your screen. Uh, no, it didn't. that didn't come up on the screen. But I also filled out all of Tim Cook's information instead of mine. So this is technically his Outlook account. <laughs> uh, so it's it's Tim Cook, and his email address is, I can prove Tim Cook has general awards at email.com. <laughs> Outlook.com. Oh, that's so, uh, so you good. now have four options to send in. All you got to do is email us, and you get twenty-five bucks. Just don't be a dick. It's that simple. First two people, twenty-five bucks. So get it out to us right away. In the meantime, when you're done listening to me and Gord, you can now finally listen to uh, my favorite podcast. Is it Philosophy with Matthew Plotner, and yours truly having a a very lively discussion about some religious things. Um, I sound pretty smart on it. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> I actually look forward to listening to it. Uh, you, yeah, you. And should. I actually will. I, hope I actually do. will. Listen to it. yeah. It's it's actually it's pretty short. I, I'm not sure the length, but it's under an hour. Um, and it's a really good conversation. I really enjoyed it. And awesome. Keep. I'm gonna keep you guys posted because it's a little way down the road. But uh, I will also be hosting a new podcast starting in February. Uh, an all '90s rock podcast called the stories behind the songs where i get to talk about a couple of my favorite bands and why they're awesome and why you should listen to them and it's going to be a lot of fun uh so stay tuned for more information on that there's some other great hosts doing some other great things and uh i'll keep you uh, uh there'll be a facebook page about it tomorrow so i'll i'll link that all up tomorrow i am really really excited for you for this uh, i'm super stoked awesome. it's yeah that's wicked it's an opportunity to actually see if i can be moderately professional um, I don't think I can, but it's worth a try. I a first of all, I know for a fact you can because face it, you're the professional one on this fucking site. So that says something. Well, I guess. <laughs> but the big thing is, is this is really huge for you, huge for you because not only are you get to do another podcast because you love doing podcasts and you just love the ability to talk or whatever else, which is great, but. Not only do you get to talk music on said podcast, but you get to talk about the bands and the music that you personally enjoy. Yeah, that's very cool. And they're this is the coolest shit in the world. For two bands um, that I've always really, really respected. Um, one is the Sugar Cubes, which was where Bjork got her big break, and I'm a huge Bjork fan. Uh, the Sugar Cubes are an amazing band. They're they're kind of like the B-52s, but really, really talented. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> fuck you B-52s <laughs> kind of. you're named after an amateur shot fuck you <laughs> but uh, it's really good music it's not like Bjork music it's uh, poppy really good stuff uh, I really enjoy it um, don't know how many albums they had I'll have to look into it I only own two but I know there's more than that and then I get to talk about Silverchair who I have such a love-hate relationship with Silverchair uh, number one they're Australian points against yeah. them right there number two they're two years younger than me that's points against them because they yeah. are massively famous off a stupid radio contest they were 15 years old when tomorrow came out yeah that's just annoying and then the poor bastard just had a, a shit life that band could have been so much more than they were but he kept you know he, he battled with a lot of different illnesses um and and ultimately destroyed them now he does like gospel music that's terrible but uh I, <laughs> I think Diorama is one of the greatest albums of all time, and I don't care what anybody says. I, it's absolutely life-changingly good. 
So I'm looking See, forward to I, talking about it. See, I always actually hated the band because that one, that um, uh, that song tomorrow, because you talked about, hey, you know, fat boy, fat boy. Yeah. Everybody used to sing that to me. Oh, Jesus. Um, that, I was always like, fuck you, Silverchair. There's plenty of reasons not to like <laughs> them in the in the uh, Frog Stomp days. Uh, they were, there's a lot of Nirvana underneath it, like, like uh, way too much. Uh, like you can just hear, yeah. even even down to the chord progressions are very similar. Um, oh yeah. And then they went on. They tried to get weird, which I hate when bands try to get weird. You know, like so, uh, fucking Smashing Pumpkins did it. Metallica yeah. tried it for that one album. It's like don't don't try to get art. You're not arty. You're you're not live. Fucking quit trying. Um, did you know that Bad Religion did that? You know what? I think I might have actually. They have one album where they went full on new wave. Yes, I've heard of this. I've never heard any of it, though. Oh, I have, and it is fucking atrocious. Have you? I've it is really... so... Oh, my God. It's it's terrible in every sense of the word. It's really bad new wave music done by a band who doesn't know how to do new wave. Yeah, that's why I've never attempted it. Well, number one, because I hate it, and number two, because I wouldn't have the first clue what I was doing. Yeah, and that's exactly what they did. And Oh, yeah, it was... It, it's... Fuck. <laughs> would you, you call like like Tears for Fears New Wave? Is that are they? Uh, and like the I, Cure? No, I just straight up call them eighties. Yeah, uh, New Wave is like uh, like New Order. They were New Wave. Yeah, exactly. I I didn't know if like the Cure and stuff fell into that group. Um, I really don't like the New Wave bands. In the early two thousands, there was a big resurgence because they put out that movie about them all. Yes, and, that's uh, right. Uh, something I don't remember what it's called. Something. Pete Tong, something about Pete Tong. Uh, yeah, um, um, it's all gone. Pete Tong. That's what it's. That's called. right. Um, terrible movie and brought back. I tried to get into it because a lot of my friends were excited about it and just couldn't. The music's crap. Um, but I did like certain '80s music, that emo stuff. Tears. For, I love Tears for Fears. Um, I know. I don't. I think we've had this conversation, and you're not a fan, I believe. Of who? Tears for Fears. No, I like Tears for Fears. Oh, okay. Someone I know doesn't. I don't care. Yeah, I actually, I actually, uh, I'm actually, uh, I'm not going to call myself like a huge fan, but uh, uh, I, I, I have a soft spot for them specifically. This is a really weird reference, but um, because they did that song uh, "Mad World," yeah, and I really like their version. I really like how they did it. It's a great song. But have you heard the acoustic version they did for Donnie Darko? Yes, I have. I've, yeah. Trust me, I've heard almost every version out there. But nothing beats the version that was released for the uh, it was a game, a video game. Uh, oh, God's, yeah. I think it was Gods of War. It's just that very soft and mad world. But, oh, my God, it's just the dude running. He jumps through a wall. There's this giant fucking like, multi-eyed creature there. And, oh, it was just so awesome. I've only ever heard a clip of it on the commercial for that video game. Um, but I've, I've, I've never heard the full version. I should look into that. By the way, just so you know, the uh, Bad Religion album is called Into the Unknown. Into the Unknown, of course and it is. Yep, and it's actually their second album. Really? See, people, you know, that sophomore album is always a risk. People either take a giant risk with it or they don't. But there's no middle ground with your sophomore album. And a lot of bands crash and burn on it every time. Um, live was... Yeah, they certainly did. Just thinking 90s bands. Live was one that just took a took a nosedive on their second album. Um, 
There's a ton of yeah. Horror. Whatever happened to that band? Like, I mean, they had that one great first album. Yeah, and then they got they got weird. And then they got weird. Oh, bitch. Um, I still love the fact that everybody thought that the lead singer was like a Harry Krishna guy, and uh, he just got really drunk the day before the band's first video shoot, and ended up uh, they ended up shaving his fucking head when he was all hammered. That's <laughs> He's like, oh, now I'm this guy. Because <laughs> he had really long hair before. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> there is a there's, there's a video with his with his long hair in it. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, they went weird on their second album. Um, who else is there's there's so many examples, especially in the '90s. Uh, people that just uh, actually Blind Melon went totally different direction with their second album, and they got really really good on it. But yeah, they, but uh, they lost a lot of fans because it was a huge departure from the first one. Yeah, everybody wanted the B song. Exactly. Yeah, and he he never redid it. Actually, on their third record, they did a great, really dark version of that song called the ripped away version. That's right. Uh, which is it, that's one of those ironic songs that's just amazing, and no one got the point um, that it's all about manic depression. And I just love that about it. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I love when people do that. Like, just a cute. Everybody just thinks it's just a cute little song. Yeah, it was like when Americans cheer for "Born in the USA." It's like, have you ever actually listened to that song? <laughs> <laughs> they, um, who? Oh, wait, was it uh, the song "Born to Run" by Bruce Springsteen? At one point, they wanted to make that the uh, the U.S. national anthem. Uh, until they realized, just like what's all the lyrics are actually in it. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, uh, you don't really want to make any of his songs a national anthem. Um, yeah, that's just awesome. <laughs> he is awesome. I, I think he's he doesn't get enough credit, I don't think. he's He's got some massive fans, but on a whole, he doesn't get the credit that I think he deserves. You know who just released a new technical set of albums? I do not. Thirst. Thurston Moore. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. From uh, from fucking um, what's that's his name? Crazy. Um, uh, why can't I think of the band name? I'm not gonna say it. I'm making you sweat. You fucker. Uh, Sonic Youth. There, there it is. you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's it's uh, it's three albums, which makes one album. Weird. And the reason is is because. The shortest song is, I think, I think the shortest song is 47 minutes. Jesus. Um, the other two songs, <laughs> <laughs> which is the each other album, uh, one's like 65 minutes, the other one's like 71 minutes or something like that. I don't think you can pull that shit off anymore. I really, you know, it was cool when the Doors did it. And they had like the one whole side of a record was one song. I, I don't think people don't have the attention span for a 65 minute song now. Pink Floyd did it with Echoes and it was amazing. It's my favorite Pink Floyd song. Yeah, different different time. I don't think you could pull it off anymore. Uh, I th I think you can if you have enough going on in the song. If it's just the same thing basically repeated throughout it's not going to work. I but don't, I don't think if you do it enough yeah. where it sounds like it's each it sounds like it could be like 20 different songs. It's just one bit of continuous music. I think you could pull it off. That's possible. I don't, it's like that thing where you put on um, Dark Side of the Moon and, and uh, Wizard of Oz. I don't think anybody's going to go to that effort anymore like we used to. No, well, you don't have to now. Now you just go on fucking YouTube and it's already done for you. Yeah. 
it, everybody's it, on lazy. It used to be a, a cool thing. I don't think people do shit like that anymore. And I know musicians try, um, but I don't think you're going to get the response that you used to with that kind of stuff. I'll try it. I'll put out a 65-minute song. I'll go write it tonight. <laughs> I'll write it in 21 minutes. Write it and record it in 21 minutes. <laughs> Done. Uh, I thought it was funny, though, because I was listening to an interview with Thurston Bourne. He was talking about his albums, uh, these these, these uh, songs. And uh, it was just it was really humorous. But uh, he said that uh, – I can't remember who it was. Some other musician had – invited him to go up some like older dude had invited him to go up and play on his album and uh so there's more like yeah yeah I'll, I'll, I'll fucking play so he goes over he does this like long-winded sort of jams thing with him and uh he gets off the stage the guy's like oh that was cool can we get somebody up here who's less flashy oh my god really <laughs> Flashy? I don't know if I'd call Thurston more flashy. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know, no, I used laughing at that himself. I used to have a great uh, group of guys that I would go jam with in Maple Ridge. Uh, we'd uh, about one Saturday a month we'd get together, and anyone was more than welcome to come to this house and jam. The only rule was you couldn't show up with anything pre-written. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it all had to be improv, and you know we'd get like trombone players and and like. Uh, harmonica play just weird people would show up and this guy would record every session and at Christmas he'd put out a CD of all the best of it every Christmas oh that's we'd... such an amazing idea yeah it was great he had his living room had no furniture in it it was his living room was totally empty and he turned his master bedroom into a recording booth and just uh, his his house was a studio and just every Saturday you could show up and jam Oh, that's amazing. Uh, it ended a few years ago. I'm not sure why, but uh, there's some great, great music. Some nights it was amazing, and some nights it's just complete garbage. Oh, of course. Not every night's fucking going to be perfect. But uh, it was always a lot of fun. I went with a friend of mine. Um, uh, hey, Jen. Uh, she was uh, going to college for guitar. So she's taking a very special music course at, a, at one of the colleges. And uh, I went with her on her, reg uh, her first day. Uh, school, where they're, I think they're just, I, I, I guess it was the first day of school. She's really nervous, so I went with her. And me being a guitar player as well, you know, she felt comfortable with me being there and everything else. And uh, so we show up, and there's like, you know, every other type of musician under the fucking sun. It's not just the guitar players, but you have, same thing, you got bass players, drummers, horn sections, accordion players, fucking harmonica guys, every instrument under the sun. And everybody's hanging out in the fucking hallway, just sort of talking to their own little clicks. So I, I just start, you know, me doing what I do is I just start talking to all the groups. I'm like, so what kind of music do you like? What kind of music do you guys like? So they turn around and say, so I turn to Jen. I'm like, Jen, yeah, start fucking playing something. I also don't give a fuck what. Just start playing something. And then I just walk up to the one random group like, hey, guys, play something that goes along with this. I want to see where everybody is, what level everybody's at, and where's everybody going with this. So everybody at this point is thinking I'm a fucking teacher. <laughs> 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 and next thing you know, the hallway is filled with musicians, and they're doing this full-on open jam session, listening to just playing just the most random of shit. Everybody's going off doing their own sort of thing, and it all ties in together. It was fucking awesome. That's so much fucking fun. That would have been cool. And then I, and then I never went back. And then, <laughs> and then the teacher showed up, and he was like, it's my understanding. That Music is supposed to be structured. Ah. <laughs> You suck. <laughs> <laughs> I hate music teachers. I really do. 
Music teachers uh, always tend to take the fun out of music. Right yeah, away. it's all about theory. You have to know theory. No, no, you play by feel. Yeah, I, I have a theory. <laughs> Your math is crap. How's that? <laughs> I'll show you the equation. It's A minor says so. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got some math for you. E equals <laughs> yourself. You think uh, your, your pal Jim Morrison uh, knew anything about theory? <laughs> Pretty, I'm going to assume no. I don't think he can spell theory. <laughs> I actually was listening to, um, I brought that you bring up the doors. Um, I was actually, the other night, I was doing some shit in the computer, and uh, I had put on a recording of the doors that was recorded live in 1970, I think, in Vancouver. Oh, really? Yes. And uh, so I'm listening to it, and the entire first. I think the first three songs, which is like 25 minutes long, <laughs> um, is he's singing it. And I mean, his voice just sounded weird. I couldn't figure out why. Apparently, he was singing it through like a megaphone. Oh, really? <laughs> of some sort. Because then all of a sudden, he came out and started singing um, Five to One, which is one of my favorite Doris tunes. Right. I think it's everybody's. I just fucking love it. It's just great. Um, but he starts and goes five to one, baby. I'm like, there's the voice, and all that was. That, and then the rest of the concert, it was his regular sort of singing voice. Well, and I kept going back to the first few tracks. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, why does it sound so weird? Apparently, what people don't know is he was actually incredibly shy, and, and oh. uh, so he, he always found like weird ways to uh, be comfortable by doing weird shit. Yeah, well, I mean, the Doors movie made it pretty clear with that one when he, well, they they danced around the issue, but they they made it seem so spiritual. Yeah. But you know, Jim, let him in, man, let him in. No, he, he just didn't want to face the crowd. He, he was he, he was quiet, he was shy. He didn't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eddie Vedder did something very similar, and then he had kind of a breakthrough moment as well. Where uh, the lead singer of Weezer, um, still to this day. Uh, has almost a full-on nervous, nervous breakdown before he gets on stage. I would, too, if I had to play the shit they've been writing for the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but, yeah, for the first while, he, uh, every time he would go, before he did any performance live, he would barf his brains out and uh, uncontrollable sweats and basically almost have to cancel every single show now allow me to qualify that with i think their two out their first two records are two of the best records that came out in the 90s i genuinely do and everything yeah. after that is just completely forgettable yeah um, that album with the song hash pipe is terrible yes it is um, i got my hash pipe it's, it's all garbage um yeah. i i do like the fact that the, all the different members write all the different songs and that's why they're all different i think that's a neat dynamic to have um yes very difficult to have that work properly and clearly because it doesn't work for them at all they end up with shit albums um, <laughs> they just have they just released a new album by the way uh, yeah, they, and it's even worse than the rest. I actually heard one. I've heard only their first single. I'm thinking, is this is is this is the cream of the crop? Your first single? Yee. You know who else <laughs> just put one out? Um, and they're touring, and I might actually consider seeing them. It's been a long time since their bands come to Vancouver that I've given a shit about. But uh, Blink One Eighty Two put out a new album that's actually pretty damn good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, 
I'm 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 on the fence with Blink. Uh, I I I love their. I have their that live album they did. Um, the uh, Travis, whatever the guys' names are, show. Um, and I gotta say, their banter in between the songs is so juvenilely fucking funny. I I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. Um. The the dude the, <laughs> main, the main dude um, he's all crazy and shit now. He's a UFO chaser and stuff. He's he's all weird. The he's, bass player or the or the guitar player? No, the guitar player. I can't. Yeah. I don't really? I don't remember any of their names. But he used to be on Coast to Coast AM all the time. Oh uh, really? Yeah. He's a big freak. Uh, but the, the new album, definitely uh, check it out if you can find it for free somewhere. Um, I just got it on iTunes and, and gave it a spin. It was actually very, very cool. Awesome. I believe I already own it. I just haven't listened to it yet. Another one that I don't know if you're a fan or not. I was a giant fan um, that's coming to town to the Commodore. I think they'd be great at the Commodore. It's Big Wreck. Oh, yeah. Uh, they had a couple of decent tunes. Um, like their second album was amazing. It was so much better than the first. The first was just like kind of radio-friendly and the second one was where they got, I don't know, they kind of cut their chops a little bit. It was really good. And, and they're, I, I've never gotten the chance to see them live. I think they'd be really impressive. Ian Thornley's amazing. His solo album is retarded, and he did all the music on it. Actually, the first big rec album, he did all the music on. Really? Yeah. He did it by himself, and then he hired the band. So I did not know that. That makes it a little bit cooler. That's true. I always remember hearing, um, remember the uh, I'm Mother Earth? Yeah. The original lineup with the original singer, Edwin. Edwin was um, great. I don't uh, know. What's that? I don't know the story behind his departure, but I've never liked them since. No, I've never liked anything he did otherwise. He had a really cool music video that he did when he came solo, where his, where the tat, his tattoo or people's tattoos would leave their body and join other people's bodies. It was just a cool idea. I love the idea. Oh, that's good. Uh, but that's about it. Yeah, it was a neat video. But, um, when they released their album Dig, which is for me is it's one of my favorite albums. I love that. One. I still put it on once in a while. Yeah, it's a great fucking record. Um, some amazing guitar work on there, and just musicship is amazing on there. And just yes. great production. Um, but when they toured that, apparently they couldn't play it live well. <laughs> oh really? Which is not surprising, considering how many layers are actually on it. That's true. Um, you know, like you need, in order to pull off, like even the song that was called Rain Will Fall, um, even that song alone, to pull that song off live, you need like quiet in order to pull off parts of it, just in order to make everything sound right. That's true. And uh, uh, my uh, uh, a friend of mine had saw them live. They actually, uh, I Mother Earth got to open up for Rush. Wow. And... Um, very big deal for them, obviously, because it was a major rush tour. And uh, so he went and saw it, and he's like, the fucking opening act sucked. It's like they didn't even know what they were doing. I'm like, that was I'm Mother Earth, man. I played him the album. He's like, yeah, no, they didn't sound anything like this. This album sounds amazing. That's I would I would love to see the band yeah. hearing this album. He goes, but now that I've seen them, I'm like, I would never see these fucking idiots again. They were terrible. It always sucks when bands do that. For me, it was Our Lady Peace. Um, the first time I saw them live, they were just a huge disappointment because they've got like 10 guitars on the album and then they're a three-piece live and they couldn't recreate the sound that they had like on the first record. And uh, Rain, I know he gets excited and he's an emotional dude, but he can't sing on key to save his life. Which no, I, which, I, I never liked the band, ever. I, I can forgive to a point. I really did. Their first three records are great and then he got married and he started letting shit tell crappy ass like write his songs. 
and uh, they just got terrible. Like they did a bad album with Bob Rock. How do you do a bad album with Bob Rock? I don't yeah, Bob understand. Because everybody's biggest albums. <laughs> yeah, Bali Crew, Doctor Feelgood, fucking. I mean, every Metallica, Metallica album was album. good. Yeah. and and their the black album on. Everything like as soon as they ditched him, they, that's when they. Well, in my opinion, they died. But yeah, they all died in a bus crash after the black album. Um, and they didn't make anything else ever again. Well, I will always give Metallica uh, credit for the S&M album. I've, you know what? I've never heard it beginning to end. I love the concept, and I've never listened to the whole record. I've never listened to the whole record all the way through either. I, I don't have to. The concept of being able to take heavy metal and classical music and putting it together, for me, it's perfection. Oh, if you listen, uh, you can hear heavy metal all through it. Um, you, you can, uh, that's why I'm working on a symphony because I'm a pretentious bastard. And uh, <laughs> it's definitely got like metal influences. You can, like, you can hear that. Um, and it, it makes you appreciate it on a different level. And yeah. uh, it, it makes it easier to explain to old people. When, uh, this can... is why I'm such a fan of like Ingve Malmsteen and stuff like that. Is because here's a guy who's known for playing extreme speed for solos and everything, which doesn't impress but, me at all. Um, it's there's certain levels. Like I mean, I, sometimes I've been just again being a guitar player that's always wanted to play fast. I never could. Certain things do impress me with it. But what impresses me with Ingve specifically is that he's able. He was able to take straight up classical songs Tchaikovsky, Mozart you know the classics and rewrite it and play it alone on the guitar that's and very cool the notes. And that's just impressive because now there's a plethora of fucking guitarists that are all doing the same thing it was like oh my god look what they could do fuck you Ingve did it first Exactly. you think heavy metal for that there's a, a couple of great examples there's a guy, uh, look him up if you're, if you're into that kind of stuff, there's a guy named Victor Wooten uh, he's an amazing, amazing bass player, who does things like that. And he just—he always just plays solo, um, and just—he's—he's he's just a young guy too. He's about our age, but he's been playing for twenty years, uh, doing this live show. He does a version of. Um, what is his last name? Who? who, who what? Victor Wooten. W O O T E N. Oh, he's an American guitar player. He plays a, an eight-string bass, which is ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, he does a version of uh, "Amazing Grace" that's just so. It, it sounds like there's about three guitars going, and it's just him, and he looks like he's not even playing. Like he, it's he's very frustrating. Fuck! Um, he even has a band that has two other bass players. Yeah, he took Ned's to a whole new fucking level. <laughs> and if, you, if you watch live videos, uh, they uh, they mostly just stand around and shake their hands. Yeah. It's actually really funny. Uh, he's he's just he's he's the Ingvi of bass. Oh, cool! I always remember uh, uh, Stuart Ham and Billy Sheenan were the two big Ingves of bass playing. Yeah, uh, Stuart Ham, who was mainly a studio musician, who had played with uh, pretty much everybody in the fucking eighties. Uh, Joe Satriani, he was his bass player for Joe Satriani most all of his albums. Oh, wow, uh, Steve Vai and things like that. And Billy Sheenan, who, well, Mr. Big was his biggest thing, which is, God, that band bugged the shit out of me so much. I hated that singer. You've got an amazing drummer, a fucking stupid good fucking guitar player. Paul Gilbert is amazing on the guitar. Yeah, he's a goofball and he's an idiot, but, I mean, he's, he's unrealistic on a fucking guitar. 
and you got Billy Sheenan on base. You've got the ultimate fucking super group. And they come out with, I just want to be with you. They were great. That was terrible. There was a whole. I saw a music video of that song, but that's like, wow, that is the ugliest chick I've ever seen. I'm like, that's a dude. There was a stretch <laughs> right there. Yeah, right when that song came out, there was a whole bunch of them came out that were just like that. That's when you had um, uh, Extreme. Yeah. And uh, and my favorite was Slafter. Slafter? I don't even remember Slafter. No, that was it's Slaughter. But Oh, it's Slaughter. <laughs> but sl- Slaughter is just laughter with an ass. You fly to angels. Uh, <laughs> just this string of terrible bands. And then Ugly Kid Joe came out and broke it up, in my opinion. They didn't. Uh. Ugly Joe is amazing. And for the record, the drummer from Ugly Kid Joe is now the drummer for Godsmack. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, that's right. I, I wonder what yep. happened to Ugly Kid Joe. I, uh, I actually did know for a stretch there, but... uh. Shit. I might retract the sugar cubes and do Ugly Kid Joe. I I I was a f- I really liked Ugly Kid. You know Joe. what? I'll wait till season two. We're doing a metal episode for season two, because um, we're already please, planning a season two. So please I'll do, let me be a part of that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll save I'll save um, Ugly Kid Joe for the metal episode. I know they don't quite qualify, but they're they're close. Well, they have a song called "I'm the Goddamn Devil," so technically that's got to work for metal. I'll do for, for the metal season. I'll do Ugly Kid Joe and uh, Green Jelly. Oh, nice. <laughs> now, is Green Jelly metal or are they industrial? I guess That's a good question. I don't know. I just missed them when they were in town, and I'm really mad about that. I, I, I don't know what they are. Just goodness. Because I know that like the bands that spawned from them are all like industrial bands that got spawned off of them. Yeah, but, I think industrial is just, just metal for not being able to play. You, like they weren't good enough to play metal, so they just now they're industrial. No, you just bang on your guitar because you can't play it. That doesn't make you industrial. Well, that's pretty much exactly what Al Jorgensen of Ministry said about it. I didn't know really what I was doing, but I was really good with computers. Yeah. <laughs> I was good with mixing boards, and I could do things with mixing boards that people couldn't do. He's hilarious to me because. He, he, the persona and and the person do not match at all. You see him in an interview and he's just he's a nerd, and he's like super yeah. articulate nerd and 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 stuff like that. He's just good on computers. Didn't know what he was, and it's like what? You're fucking ministry, dude. Like, but not only that, but he's got this tremendous heroin fucking career that he's been working doing heroin for fucking ever. His biography yeah, is hilarious because. He talks about how horrible his childhood was and how his family mistreated him and he never had friends. And all through – every time when Al Jorgensen talks about something like that from his childhood or tells a story from his childhood, how it traumatized him, there's his parents and their, and their family that will interview and They're like, yeah, we have no idea what he's talking about. That, that actually never happened. That's so that crazy. day when he says that that happened, here's actually what happened that day. Yeah. I have no idea why he's saying this. You know, it's funny he that – himself in his room for months on it because he had no friends he goes he was never home he was always out with friends yeah he would uh, have friends come over they would hang out <laughs> eddie vedder has the has the same thing and he got finally he finally came out with a lot of truth in the last few years but he talks about his terrible childhood and, and all that. he was a child model he was like uh, like famous when he was like nine Oh, really? Yeah, he had a very comfortable life uh, in, in San Diego, just up in the suburbs. Oh, he's got it 
deny it. He like he he checked himself out of school and went to a shittier school just to like be on the bad side of town and shit, but it's not where he is from at all. He had to like sneak home to his nice rich neighborhood. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> See, I like it when bands are awesome about Like Pink Floyd is a perfect example. Oh, yeah. Yeah, four people, minus Sid Barrett being the exception of the rule, but the rest of the fucking members of the band, they were all rich, pretentious, all going to all going to be architects and fucking, you know, engineers and shit. You know, they did what they did so that they could make money. Yeah, exactly. They were unabashed about it. They didn't care. You know, and they said, okay, well, if we do this, this is what the... This is what the music is doing today. So if we do this and tweak it to this way, this should be the next biggest thing. Exactly. And, and look, <laughs> and look at the influence they've had. You know, it's funny. Faith Unknown was another one of those bands that uh, they hated each other. They took five different tour buses everywhere they went, but just just yeah. so that the money they were making was too good to uh, to give up. Um, uh, so yeah. Oh, so weird. Um, Kurt Cobain was one of those guys too, though. If you, you you see interviews with the family now and stuff, he spent his whole life uh, talking about being a rock star and talking about how when he was a rock star, he was going to talk about how he didn't want to be a rock star. Uh, yeah. He he was very he was a very he was a character. Everybody is in the in the music industry. Nobody's actually that guy. Um, I made a point of it on that philosophy. Uh, a podcast actually where I said you know I, I'm not I'm being as me as I can be on the air but I'm not really being me this is this isn't the real me this is the podcast me it's it's a different character see I I can't say that <laughs> uh, no I don't think well I, think I only know how to be me I mean like there's variations in the sense of there's like when Gord's at work Gord Exactly. I was just gonna. But say. you know exactly who I am, no matter which person you're talking to. <laughs> I've never heard you in a work situation just start screaming about Justin Trudeau and telling him to <laughs> fuck his hat. Happens on a somewhat regular basis. Uh, <coughs> uh, well, there's no point now, but uh, I'll sneak a little bit in um, because I just wanted to point out that he did today say um, he wants the pipeline up and running as soon as possible. That is a shock, by the way. It, it, well, he had to do something to save face. It's just weird that this is what he chose because this is a hot topic. This is pretty – I mean the pipeline, face it. The pipeline is the reason the conservatives didn't win. Exactly. So for Trudeau to turn around immediately and be like, okay, we're going to get the pipeline up running, he literally has just betrayed every person that actually did vote for him. He, he has. You're exactly right. Um, but he also finally made the right decision. And that that uh, it just makes sense. The country is failing miserably. And this is something that will save it. Um, I heard uh, a guy who worked on the, he's from one of the uh, from Alberta. And he's actually his his direct. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can get the quote right. It was amazing. Um, I've never known of a country that is actually going out of their way to make families homeless. Yeah, right? And it was just, it was such a hard-hitting, and, and the, the girl interviewed, she's like, well, that's a little harsh, isn't it? He goes, is it? Think about it. You're talking about turning the entire country against one province because they produce something that people claim they don't need. Right. But look what happened, and his, and his comeback was great, because he goes, look what happened with BC. BC stands up and says, 
you're not putting that fucking pipeline through our fucking our province. Fuck you. You're not doing it. So Alberta said, all right, fuck you. We're not going to. You know what? We're going to turn off the fucking – you're not going to get any. We're going to fucking turn it off. And BC right. said, fuck you. We're suing you because you're not turning it off. But you, people didn't notice unless you lived here the, the – um the uh, residual things that happened, the price of Alberta beef went through the roof. It doubled overnight. Yeah. We were paying a $15 steak was 35 bucks one day. It just And that was just part of it, you know. Uh, it got really nasty. And now I think he came around on this one because um, there there's serious talk about the western provinces separating. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. BC, actually BC, looking Alberta, to, Alberta, Alberta was looking to separate. BC was looking to separate. Well, they'd go together. It would be Alberta, BC, Saskatchewan would all go. The three of them would go. And then yeah. kiss all your resources goodbye. We've got them all. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I think that was uh, – I, I, it wouldn't work. I don't think it would ever really happen. But the threat of it was enough to make him smarten up. Uh, yeah. It, that would – it would triple – once this pipeline is up and running at capacity, it will triple Alberta's oil production. Um. So that's uh, uh, some, I don't know, billion dollars a year, half a billion dollars a year or something like that, extra. It's which funny. Is... Every liberal, every bleeding heart fucking liberal or NDP, they're the same fucking thing nowadays. But every one of them that had the whole thing of being against the pipeline, all I had to do is bring up one fact, and every one of them was just like, oh, fuck yeah, I guess you're right. Every one of them. was The simple fact was plain and simple. You tell me what's worse. The fucking a pipeline bursting either over land or just or underneath the ground in a contained area in ground where you can dig up the earth and replace it with other earth or in the ocean on a tanker. Yeah, exactly. Where that shit spreads and destroys everything for miles and miles and miles. You and tell the, me what you'd rather deal with. Let's be fair. This uh this pipeline is going to put oil on tankers. That's that's the direction it pumps. It pumps to BC, and then we put it on tankers to China. Yeah, but that's just it. The difference is, is the tankers are going to be leaving our port going somewhere else. Yes, and it's going to be four more a day. It's not like the harbor is going to sink under all these thousands of ships coming in and out. It's four <laughs> more ships a day <laughs> than we already currently have. Oh... Uh. But yeah, that was one of my favorite combat. They, they, every one of them is. Well, yeah. Well, the, the the other alternative is trains, like I've been saying for for the whole time. And and go look at Quebec and see how you feel about that. Yeah. Especially yeah. through 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 the forest where the spirit bear is. Right. You want to see that little bear blow up? <laughs> Do you Make want to see barbecued spirit bear? I don't. Remember the whale in Nova Scotia? This would be like that, except <laughs> spirit bears. <laughs> <laughs> that shit just makes me laugh. <laughs> All the video is amazing. Uh, definitely will bec- become a, a holiday when uh, Eric and Gordon Prime Minister. That'll oh, be a thing. Absolutely. Where every province, it'll be like the celebration of light where, where three countries compete for the best fireworks display. Uh, we'll do it every year where all the provinces compete. And each province has to blow up a whale in their own path. <laughs> the celebration of blubber. <laughs> yeah. It'll be, uh, I, I don't know. I'll come, I'll come up with a good name for it. Like, well, well, fat day. I don't know. <laughs> something. Um, uh, uh, it's uh, great that's what I'm going to up fucking love that shit. Be, uh, I just love the, the guy who set the whole thing up, who actually did the dynamite. I just loved his idea. 
He just walks up and goes, well, we figured this much would work, so I tripled it. (laughs) (laughs) On a whim, fuck it. That's just good thinking. Yeah. We figured this much dynamite would be enough, so I tripled it. (laughs) Just stuff it in there. It'll be fine. What can I do? I shouldn't be thinking of this on the show, but I'm trying to think of one that'll... <laughs> uh, I'll come up with it. Yeah, I'll I got to come up with it before something. the end of the show. Um, a good name for that, and it will definitely be. It'll be mandatory. Um, <laughs> if you want any federal funding for anything in your province, you have to blow up a whale a year. <laughs> That's oh, we won't win just because of that platform. <laughs> well, I'm not going to bring it out until I win. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain things I'm keeping to my chest until I <laughs> until I get in. I can't, you know. There's lots of stuff that wouldn't get us voted for if I let it all out in the campaign. That's a terrible idea. That's just so funny. <laughs> I want to uh, be the I want to be the province that that ignites up a blue whale. <laughs> They're the biggest ones. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I want. Oh, that'll be a big thing, uh, picking your type of whale. And... Right. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> people die from use a killer whale. People die because the teeth get launched. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> There'll be tusks flying everywhere. <laughs> you get that one group that pulls off like a dozen belugas because they're all small. <laughs> <laughs> And we only patch fireworks up their assholes, so it's going to be great. <laughs> we, just, we won't be allowed to do orcas, unfortunately. But we could probably throw a few uh, uh, dolphins in there to make up for it. Oh, I would assume so. Nobody's we'll, loving we'll the dolphins anymore. We'll do like a turducken of whales. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're not the vice prime minister. That's why you're just the co-prime minister. It's ideas like that that are going to keep us ahead. That is amazing. The Terwhalen. The Terwhalen. Uh, It'd be a whale, a shark, and a, I don't know. <laughs> a, small a, dolphin, a dolphin, a mermaid, and a, a unicorn. A whale, a shark, and a mermaid. Oh, I Stuff love it. Stuff blue whale. <laughs> That'll be the other thing. Um, and yeah, then we'll... held together with the tusk of a bunch of fucking orcas. There you go. Narwhal. A narwhal tusk. Or narwhal. There it is. Big narwhal horn. Horn, <laughs> horn. That's amazing. I'm going to go home and draw that tonight. Or do it to a, to a Photoshop thing. I should post that photo on Facebook, by the way. I never... I forgot. I just sent it to you. Oh, really? I'm, I'm, the, I'm the only proud owner of that photo? No, yeah, no, you got to post that. That's fantastically fine. I, I, I did it just before we went on the air. Like, Well, I'm thinking about it all day, and I just... I, I had just gotten around to it, so I didn't even have time to post it. I just put that... I just gave it to you to, to cheer you up because I was late. <laughs> um, I love. I just. I don't know why I'm obsessed with Sasquatch's fucking things. It's just hilarious to me. Um, on, uh, hey, Eric. Yes, sir. I'm gonna read you something. Okay. A guy uh, just posted this to the Milton Talk website. Oh, good. I posted this about a month ago, and I'm really impressed with the applicants we've had so far. I just need two or three more so we can start in, uh, start in-person interviews. My company, uh, Donor Engine, is seeking a local talented individual to handle our content creation strategy. 
Your mission, if you choose to accept it, would be to schedule podcast interviews, conduct interviews, write press releases, articles, and create memes. Yes, memes is actually a large part of this job. You must be inquisitive and a great sense of humor. Bonus points for experience with nonprofits. Me? That's exactly me. That's what Dirt. I do all day, every day. Salary is thirty to forty thousand a year plus profit sharing and benefits package. Entirely work from home. When does he? When does he need the, the nah. application? Is uh, what, Milton talks? Where do I find this? Uh, it's um, I have to uh, send you an invite for it. Yeah, I do. Um, that's me. That's that's the champion tree. That's exactly me. That's what I do. Actually, here, I could do this one better. I just got to message this guy, and I can tell him. I said, actually, my buddy Eric would be fucking perfect for this job. Send him a message. I, I've, got the, uh, I've got all the insider bits. I need groups. <laughs> um, message him right now. And I can also promote him on now three podcasts. Um, as I am officially the host of three Joe Rogan's not. He's just got his stupid one. Um, that's really cool. Um, I guess that's pretty much all we have to say, isn't it? Um, I I don't know anymore. Oh, I really enjoyed tonight's episode, just saying. Oh, it was very much fun. I always love talking about music with you. Um, and I guess we're, we'll have to try and schedule Adrian tomorrow if he's willing. Um it just wasn't going to work out tonight. It was very last minute for me, unfortunately. It's been a rough day. And then Friday, we've got uh, David Wright, Baltimore's yeah. new rapper Checkmate, I think is his rapper name. I'm pretty sure it's Checkmate. Is it Checkmate? Um, checkmate. Yeah. There you go. Um, I just gave him a reference from the United States. I like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a very cool guy. Very scary looking, but he seems nice. Um, I don't care. It doesn't matter. He's in Baltimore and I'm here. What's he going to do? <laughs> I want to I want to know if he's heard of DeBarros. I think that's I'm I'm going to start uh Celebrity Feud tomorrow night. Between uh, him and Adrian DeBarros. Neither of them know it yet, but uh they're going to hate each other by the time I'm done tomorrow. Friday. Sorry. So, uh on Why that note, it won't let me tag you in this. I've sent this guy a message. It won't let me tag you in the message. That's well, can't you, can you just say Eric? Yeah, I'm right. Uh, okay, kids. Okay. So as Gord tries to help me get a uh, another job, because I, I just don't have enough right now, um, send in your emails and get 25 bucks, and uh, go on Facebook and listen to me be smart. And uh, we will talk to you in roughly 23 hours. Until then, take care of each other. 25 free dollars, you fucking jerk-offs. Do it. With dick. With dick. You, I, I, I might even send you a dick pic if you fucking do this. Fine. I'm going to send you a dick pic. I'm going to send one if you can't get something. Watch it. You might get general work just for sending it. <laughs> I can't wait to actually get scared. <laughs>